Here's the snap back. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin Stars! A 49-yard field goal! And Indiana leads 27 to 24! Austin Indorak wants to throw it. Rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. Touchdown, Fogle, again. It's time to talk game seven, a high state. This is the LEO podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. You can find me on Twitter at Braggley, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. I'm here with my co-host, Brandon. You can find him on Twitter at Brandon Dubich. That's Brandon spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. Also tagging along with us is producer Seth, who's constantly judging us in the background, and you can block him on Twitter. That's at Seta5, S-E-T-A-H-5. What's up, Brando? Uh, I'm, I'm excited. I, I know I was we, I was scared with Cincinnati. I, I feel the exact opposite against Ohio State. The more I did research, the more I think we have a chance to beat them. So uh, excited to talk through all the reasons why. That makes one of us. So uh, before we get into the game, guess what? Uh, another podcast and another commit. Uh, just some guy, I don't know, four-star running back, no big deal. Jabr- Jabran Payne, I don't never heard of him. Uh, he's the 20th ranked running back in the country, according to 24-7 Sports. Top 210 player, 206 overall. Uh, 5'10", 190. His top five, believe it or not, here we go. Again, committed to IU is top five. Alabama, Florida, Notre Dame, Northwestern, Penn State. But we got it. So uh, it's just that culture, man. Who's your culture? Who's your football culture? So it was, all, it was all Coach McCullough, right? Like, I mean, oh, yeah. it was all uh, Run DMC McCullough, all McCullough put on a call and uh, flashed the ring and committed instantly. Um, as soon as, you know, I mean, not instantly. I mean, he finished his it visit. It did go quick. But... It was a very quick turnaround um, we offered in like late june it picked up in mid-july and he came like it was a six-week like recruiting like it was very short for a guy of this ability um so it was huge i mean again i mean there, there were some people like worrying that we'd have to go get a transfer portal running back and people didn't like the two guys that we brought in and man you just gotta have faith in what coach dmz is doing um, you know, look at, look at the running back room he cultivated and the results he put up previously, uh, he comes in with a pretty good running back room. Uh, that's only going to get, um, vaulted higher and higher. And it all starts, uh, with major pain. Yeah. So, oh, nice. Nice. All right. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, just a, a quick kind of scouting report on him real quick. He is this is going to get an eye roll from Seth. When you read the scouting report, it sounds very Tevin Coleman-esque. Yep. One cut and go, good acceleration, hit the home run against anybody. Uh, not a big back, big, good muscle base. Um, he's a crease runner. He needs to show a little bit more creativity, but he's got a little bit of a wiggle and, and good elusiveness to him. A good pass catcher out of the backfield. Here's what scares me a little bit. Uh, didn't play 
his or a lot of his junior season with an injury. Uh, yep. 2019, he missed. It wasn't a games. surgery injury. It was a it was a yeah, just a, just ankle a, that never high yeah just a high never got strain. better. So it, it wasn't like he lost you know lost a knee or or broke a bone or or had any soft tissue. I mean, this was just a high a nagging high high ankle. So I throw the years, injury concerns. Yeah, the two years in a row thing is what scares me a little bit. 2019 scored 13 touchdowns. Nine on the ground, three as a receiver, one interception return, but missed three games. It doesn't say what for. Um, I don't remember how many games you play in high school, like nine or ten. Yeah, you play you play nine. So when you um, miss three, that's pretty significant. So a few things you need to, to play in here. He he went goes to LaSalle High School, which is pretty much a monster in Cincinnati. It is only behind Moeller as far as like a Cincinnati powerhouse. Um, when he was a sophomore. He had a Tennessee commit ahead of him and his in his before his injury, he had an Auburn commit ahead of him. So, I mean, this guy, we haven't even seen this guy get a full season. Again, this is me probably drinking the juice, but I don't think we've seen the best of this guy. I mean, this guy is the 20th best running back and we haven't even seen him be the bell cow for his team. So that could also go the other way, right? He isn't as yeah. good as his ranking is. Um, but I'm, I'm going to be glass half full here and say uh, that he um, outperforms his ranking. Um, did you see what uh, Steve Wiltfong, national uh, re- like recruiting analyst, compared him to? I didn't see who he compared him to. No, I saw that uh, Alan True compared him to in his original thing that was done in May to Damian Harris. Yep. Yeah, so, that's where I was going. So it was Alan okay. True. I thought I thought it was Steve Wiltfong. Um, but regardless, I mean. Pretty sure that guy had a heck of a career at Alabama and he plays still plays on Sundays. So, I mean, if that's who you're getting compared to, that's pretty dang lofty. Yeah. So I hope it, I just got to keep the fingers crossed. It, it pans out the way it's supposed to, you know, early commits are what they are. Uh, all of these have been early commits. This is, this has got to be the most commits we've had at this point, right? Ever. So we're at 14 already. We're not going to take a lot. Like we don't lose this much, that much this year. Like we lose like single digit guys more than likely um, this year. You lose two, three wide, you lose all three wide receivers, starting wide, projected starting wide receivers. Yeah, but with DJ Matthews, Fry Fogel, and um, Cameron Buckley. Um, oh, I was thinking uh, <clears throat> Miles Marshall. Is he a it's, senior? No, no, no. He's 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 got an extra year. It's that okay. weird COVID thing. Last year, didn't yeah, count. I forgot about. It. Yeah, we talked um, about that enough. So only DJ Matthews, Fry Fogel, and Buckley. But that's still three receivers. the The point is, we're not going to sign too many more guys. Like we'll sign maybe a handful more. Like we'll definitely sign- another wide receiver. I'm assuming based yeah, on what we, I'm seeing. I think we signed 19 guys, so we only got five more, and we have five months till early signing day. So yeah. I mean, you're right. This is insane how many commitments, um, it, 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 which I don't mind because then we can just put the full court press on keeping the guys. You know, we're not trying to turn over rocks, trying to find players. We can just be in their ear constantly and keeping them, um, which is which is a good thing. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Um, I was just poking around on uh, how do you say his name? Is it Jabran? So, yeah, the G-I is uh, pronounced J-A, so Jabran. So Jabran, okay. Yeah, I wanted to see, and I don't put too much stock into ESPN's part of recruiting on college football. They're not 
that great on it. I mean, really, if you're not a top 300 kid, they don't care. Which this guy is. Which he is. Yeah. Um, I was just poking around here. So this makes four top 300 people. They don't rank Amari Cooper as a four star. Omar, uh, but you're close enough. I'll take. What I I'll say, take Omari that. Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Omar Cooper. They probably ranked uh, Amari Cooper as a four star. Uh, yeah. You know, it's late. It's late. Uh, Brandon's fault. I might. My fault two moon men in right now so let's move on let's get into the game talk about a high state uh game seven of the season october 23rd memorial stadium in bloomington indiana uh don't know when it's going to be brandon has an idea but i don't i don't know man you think game day depends on <laughs> depends how uh some of the other games go ahead of it, but yeah, I mean, it's absolutely game day if both teams are undefeated. Well, yeah, of course. Sadly, I don't think that's the case. I think, I think we probably have one loss at this point, but hope not. We'll see. We'll see how we go. Um, history lesson, previous meeting. We don't have to talk about it too much. Uh, 42, 35 Ohio state wins. They, well, Ohio state holds on, I guess you would say, uh, just a, a really a blast of a second half, an awful first half, but a, a, an incredible an awful comeback. like seven last seven minutes of the yeah. quarter. Right? Yeah, of the second quarter. Yeah, yeah. just terrible. Um, Twenty one points in seven minutes. Yeah, that, that Justin Fields run I think was in there. Yeah, uh, yeah, there was some bad some bad moves there. All time record: Ohio State seventy six, Indiana twelve, five ties, and they vacated one. So technically. We I can't say that we won in 2010, but we didn't lose in 2010. So the losing streak only goes back to 2010, not 1988, uh, which oddly enough, that was also the game that we beat them the worst ever. I believe it's like 40, 50 something to seven or something like that. I don't know. Ryan day is in his third season as head coach, um, which if you head coach it, Ohio State, it's really just you're just a, a name and a face. The only the only impressive thing, well, not the only impressive thing, but the thing that's he hasn't lost a regular season game. That's pretty crazy. Or a Big Ten game, sorry. Well, and yeah, a twenty season. and twenty and two yeah. as a regular season coach. He just say. lost to Clemson twice. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, whatever it is. He's twenty and two as a coach. So yeah. Let's hop into the key players. Uh again. We don't know much about this quarterback, but we got to throw him in because he's a quarterback. So CJ Stroud projected starter. There's another kid, Jack something, maybe. Is that his name? Jack Miller or something like that. Uh, both kids are not what we're used to at Ohio State in the last few years as far as quarterbacks go. This kid's um, pretty big. Not real big. 6'3", what, 6'4", somewhere in there. Uh, more of a pocket guy. Good arm, but very NFL inexperienced caliber arm. yeah nfl caliber yeah yeah uh but very inexperienced like zero passes in they college. don't they don't have a quarterback on the roster that, that will play meaningful that has a collegiate pass i mean that i know i know ohio state practices are pretty top notch but you can't simulate the real thing and that's an issue i mean it's 100 percent an issue we'll get into it more later um so i don't i don't care how good you know, CJ Stroud was supposed to is supposed to be. So was Joe Milton. 
I mean, there's, there's busts, you know, there's, there's players ranked as high as Stroud was um, that don't pan out. So, um, you know, so the only concern, I guess, cause so this is their seventh game as well. They do have a bye week that's um, the sucky thing that sucks the they right have, before they, us yeah they have two weeks to prepare which blows. so yeah i would have, i would have said it was going to be a sandwich game where we're in between maryland and then they're going to be looking at penn state right after us um they will not be overlooking us. but with a bye week in front that's not gonna not gonna help uh he will have quite the warm-up at minnesota and oregon to start their season and then tulsa akron and and then they have four i mean should be walkover games Tulsa Akron at Rutgers and Maryland three of four at home um and then the bye week and then right into uh the trip to Bloomington so that's uh he if he doesn't have experience coming in he's gonna have some by then which is a little bit of the scary part so we'll see um the next three guys that we'll talk about everybody will know who they are um at running back master teague is back uh the other kid so cannot remember who what his name was trayvon something Trayvon's yeah i i, I have it here something i have i have it here one second he um, did not play very much against us which was weird yeah sermon sermon's his last name trayvon trayvon sermon trayvon? no so so trey sermon, sermon is the running back in trey san francisco sermon. trey sermon yeah. trey yeah. sermon was the running back who's currently playing for the 49ers yeah. trayvon henderson is a five-star running back that's, that's come what, in. yeah that's the other um, kid so they, yeah. they, 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 they again <laughs> i was just kind of shitting on a five-star with cj stroud so um but they they, they can follow up master teague who is probably a first team all big 10 running back with a five-star recruit um i mean this they're running back they have the best running back room in the in the big 10 yeah yeah i'll give him that he's a big physical back teague at least um tore iu up i think is the best game of his season um although i think he had something against maryland or rutgers that may have been he, he was a better. beast in the college football playoff too that too um, Trey, Trey Sermon got hurt yeah 169 yards two touchdowns against iu master teague i think he had a long of somewhere in the 40s i just had that box score in front of me and i don't know why i got rid of it but um the other two guys that we'll talk about on offense are the two stud wide receivers um at least that have experience again they have a bunch of a couple five stars maybe coming in um behind them too but the wide receiver, Chris Olave, uh, kind of, I guess you'd say, tested his waters a little bit in the NFL draft. Uh, came back for his senior season. He's a day one, day two guy. Easy. Oh, he's a top 10 guy. Yeah. Um, I mean, this, I just said the running back room is the best in the Big Ten. Their wide receiver, the wide receiver room might be nice. the best in the entire country. Yeah. Um, this, this is their, like, this is Alabama's version of Waddle and Smith with Olave and Wilson. Um, I don't know if Wilson's as good as Waddle, probably not. Um, but Olave is, is going to be a Heisman candidate slash top 10 pick. Yeah. So just to look at both of them. So Olave and, or what is it? What is his name? Olave. Yeah, Olave. Olave and uh, Garrett Wilson. So both of those two, let's look at their stats against IU last year. Seven catches. This is for Wilson. Seven catches, 169 yards, two touchdowns. Olave, eight catches 101 yards literally one catch for three other players on their team that's it so as far as pinpointing the passing attack that's 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 it 
They're kind of are. the reason why the quarter who's playing quarterback may not matter as much. Yeah. So Olave is a first team preseason All-American. Garrett Wilson, a second team preseason All-American. Wilson's more of the speedster threat. So the guy that could hit you deep, uh, which he did against IU 169 yards, as I said, two touchdowns on seven catches. And he did have that, was it first quarter? It was like second possession, 65 yarder, I think. Down the seam. Yeah. yeah. Our, our safeties got look robot. Yeah, that, that was looking like Kevin Wilson defense there for a minute. Uh, if there's a weakness on their offense, maybe the tight end offensive line. It's hard to pick one. The offensive line, I mean, we, nobody hits Justin Fields. And we hit him last year and a lot. So if we can reproduce that kind of pressure on CJ Stroud, somebody that doesn't move nearly as well as Fields does, that's an advantage we we might be able to take it. <clears throat> that's something we may be able to take advantage of. Yeah, they, they lose three guys, two to the NFL, um, weirdly enough, for as much pressure as we got on fields. Um, but they still have two NFL guys coming. Um, and I'm sure whoever they have back coming back are four or five-star kids. So I don't call it a weakness. I just call it more an experience. If maybe. there is a weakness, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so there's, th- there's going to be three new starters on the line. Um, so inexperienced, I, I don't know if I'd call it a weakness in my opinion, the weakness is quarterback. Um, and, okay. and, and that, that's a, that's a glaring weakness. It's, it's, um, they're worst on offense. And I would say it's worst on their, on their entire team. Um, and, and we'll get into that more later, but. Well, if you can say that there is a, and I hate to keep saying the name, but or the word a glaring weakness anywhere on this team, it's on their defense. Their defense isn't very good. They've got very good players. Their defense is not very good. So Haskell Garrett, we'll start with him. Defensive tackle, a monster. 300-something pounds. Uh, just a run-stopping beast. He's back. Um, first-round draft pick. Yeah, yeah, easy. I was trying to see what his stats were against IU. He had three tackles last year. But again, defensive tackle, you're not going to put up a ton of stats. Big dude, 6'2", 300 pounds big run stopper in the middle they've got two two pretty good dudes on the on the edge and tyreek smith and zach harrison um both are good pass rushing defensive ends um something that i would kill for at iu um there but think about some of these people that we're not going to have back there anymore you're not going to have what's his name pete warner um i'd love to have sean wade back again but he's not going to be there um so think about that stuff that really defensive back wise you've got Sven Banks, kind of their their other guy that was on the other side of Sean Wade, or the guy that made Sean Wade look good, I guess. Um, hard hitting corner, good cover, good cover guy. Don't really hear so much about him. Kind of the Taiwan Mullen effect, I guess. Uh, he had one tackle against IU last year, but there's a reason for that. You're a good corner if you don't really put up too many stats. And then any weakness, I guess, as far as like no. St- not really a stud position. I would say linebacker and safety. What do you think? Yeah, they, they have good guys on the outside. They always do. I mean, they're, they're corners. Um, they may be down this year because they maybe don't have that big name, um, but their, their corners are good. Um, yeah, for me, it's, I think their linebackers are pretty good. They return both of them um, and they're experienced. Again, they don't have that NM, like NFL caliber. Uh, but it's, it's your safeties. You're right. Um, they have a safety coming off an injury, a safety coming off, um, a police charge. 
Um, and then they have uh, a safety that was a linebacker um, playing kind of a new position. Um, so, is yeah. That, I mean, who's the one that's coming off of a police charge? Is that Proctor? Um, let me look. Josh. Uh, let, do, 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 so just to give Mar- Marcus Hooker. Okay. Marcus Hooker, so Hooker had a opera. Okay. I got an OWI. Uh, whatever. Um, so Browning. So these are the leading tackles from last year against IU. Uh, Browning, Broncos. Warner, where did Werner go? Uh, the Saints. Uh, Proctor is back. Borland, gone. Borland's with the Vikings. Sean Wade, gone. Garrett's back. So that's it. I mean, so you're missing one, two, three, four of the top five tacklers, top five defensive impact players, really, from last year's game. Those They had the tackles for loss. They had the sack. Well, there were two sacks. They had the two sacks. They had any of that stuff. So, again, your plug-and-play at Ohio State, it doesn't usually matter. Anybody that's backing them up is probably a five-star, high-end four-star, somebody that can jump right in. Um, but, you know, as far as experience goes, that's what you're missing. So we'll see how that how that translates. I can't disagree the game. there. All right. Any other uh, key players you want to bring up while we're here? All right. Kind of funny. Um, they're they're only so again. I mean, IU really benefited from the portal. Their only portal addition, as far as a projected starter, is a twenty three year old Australian punter. Um, thought that was funny. You know, I, IU. I mean, we talked about it again and again. You know, this starter from the portal, this starter from the portal. Whether it's you know Handy or Matthews or Carpenter, um, Ohio State just doesn't need the portal. No. It's pretty. pretty and he's funny junior out. college too, and they never take junior college kids. Yeah. Well, as junior college, I guess, as you can get. And Ohio um, State doesn't punt a lot. I don't even know if you need a punter. Well, they punted zero times against IU. Exactly. Because Justin Fields was throwing three interceptions. That's why. Uh, so, key matchups. I've got three. What do you got? I got three as well. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so, uh, of course, I'll get the easy one out of the way. It's going to be those nasty nasty people that invade bloomington so it's going to be iu fans or really just me and brandon versus the ohio state fans and uh it's not going to be like 300 this time though you and i won't have to unsheath our swords and fight an entire battle by ourselves we're we're going to have um we're gonna have some help i would assume so i would assume so and that we can it's not going to be nearly as bad as it was like say i don't know 2012 where you can literally just walk down the uh would you call it hallways you're just walking to your seat and you just hear the oh now you're gonna every it. concession stand it's good the oh chant is going yeah yeah so iu versus osu fans is my first key matchup yeah that's i'll do i'll do my fun one there like um end the streak right like we, we started last year with michigan um, just end the streak. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know when we'll have a better chance to beat Ohio state. This is, I use best team ever. This is they're probably their worst quarterback situation that they've had in a really long time. Like break the streak because this is going to be one of our best chances. Um, you know, it, de- definitely in the most recent and probably into the future. I just wish I, we were catching them earlier in the season. 
Yeah, I, I think start okay. with them, and I would love okay. to start with them instead of Iowa. Well, yeah, been, me too. Would have been phenomenal. Me too. Um, all right, my first one is the one that drives you crazy every time I talk about it, but it's time of possession. You can't give up the early lead like we did last year. Now, granted, it was seven seven. Yep. Yeah. So it went seven nothing at the end of the first quarter, then seven seven, and then they rattled off twenty one in a row. But at home, you take the early lead. You go up seven nothing. You go up. So if 10 you win nothing. the toss, you go up fourteen nothing. Early Brando's Randos. If you win the toss, do you take the ball? Take it. Ooh, I don't. I don't. Although like you know what, you know what, like not that. with this, not with this defense, not at home. On the road, I'd say take it. At home, no, because that place is going to be nuts. Assuming we get to best-case scenario. You jump on an inexperienced quarterback, I mean, that crowd's going to be insane. Oh, yeah. So, quick score. If we can, can, boom, three and out or anything, any sort of anything. In Tiana, Seth. In Tiana, early. Oh, my God, that would be nuts. (laughs) Brandon and I will be on the field if they pick one off first possession it'll be nuts uh so yeah so time of possession what i mean by that take an early lead and once once you do establish a mother run dude try do something now if it's not working now granted now we guess what we did not use last year we did not use tim Baldwin jr so chase isn't on here to back you up on that's fine that's fine take a look at the depth chart bro Tim Baldwin Jr. Oh, there. We ran the ball 16 times last year. Three times for, for Samson James, seven times for Stevie Scott, combined 10 carries for a combined 16 yards. So you're not, not going to beat Ohio State with running the ball. And well, 12, no, I'm not saying that's what's going to win 12, the game. 12 snap drives. No, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. But you have to establish a run. Penix cannot throw the ball 51 times. He can't. I, I, I disagree. He cannot. He, he was 27 of 51. That's my next one. We'll just get it out of the way, I guess. Penix versus pressure. You got to hit open receivers. You have to hit the easy pass. You cannot try to do the deep ball every time, which he's pretty good at. Now, I was sitting here looking at his stats from last year, and I looked at his QBR. It's 79.2. But if you look at yards, touchdowns, interceptions, 491, five touchdowns, one interception, but almost 50% passing against Ohio State, you're not going to win the game. You have to be consistent. So you, if he does not need, if he throws the ball here, I'll say it right now. He throws the ball. 45 times? 35 times. We win the he's game. Throwing, he's throwing the ball more than 35 No, we win the game. 35 times we win the game. That's it. Yeah, I think I think we're gonna disagree no. on that one. No, thirty-five um, times you have a lead. You're at home. If you don't have to throw the ball, if you can establish some sort of running game, you run the football. Okay, so let's play hypothetical here. Um, you're you're the you're Nick Sheridan. We run the ball, first down, second and nine. Are you are you are we teeing up another run? No, we're not teeing up a run there. Are you talking about first possession? I I, for, I mean again, if you're establishing the run. Are you first down or is your, do you have a run play every first down? No, Majority you don't, of the you first don't do down. that. No, you don't do it every first down. No. So what do you mean by establishing the run? Because if you're doing run pass pass, you're throwing the I'm ball. I'm talking about not running. Times. I'm talking about not running the football 11 times with your running backs. 11 times in an entire game. 
Go to any other Stevie Scott game and tell me the last time he ran the ball seven times in a game. If three pros on their defensive line, if I we get it. So, so how many, how many pros do we have on our offensive line? How many pros are on our offensive line? There's two pros on our offensive line. One, maybe two. Bedford and who else? Maybe Carpenter. Yeah. We have two we have two pros on our offensive line. Why can't we run the football? Everybody else runs the football against them. Let's go to their I'll go look at their stats or go to yours. Go to your next one. I'll have their stats from, okay. from last so year. yeah. So so my thing here is I've been preaching offensive line, but I'm actually going the other side. We absolutely our defensive line in this inexperienced offensive line needs to get pressure. We need to have sacks from our bull rusher pressure generated from the inside we absolutely need to make this freshman quarterback uncomfortable i don't care if he'll have five six starts under his belt we need to make sure he's not comfortable from the first quarter so i think defensive line is so stinking important in this game more than any other game so far this season because again you just the wide receivers are so good. It doesn't matter how average he is. If he's able to have time and throw it in the zip code of the wide receivers, they're going to catch it. So we're just not going to be able to let him get the throw off, um, throw it out of bounds, sacks, scrambling out of the pocket, whatever that is, the defensive line is going to be so, so freaking important in this game. I agree. I agree. Northwestern, 34 carries, 105 yards. That's also, that's including Riley Lee's having some sort of 25 yard negative, whatever, wide receiver reverse. So take that off. 33 carries, 130 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah. You also, you, have, you can you run also the have football. Ramsey you can there. run the, um, you've got Michael Penix that could run. Yeah, I don't want Michael running. I want him to sit in the pocket. Do you want to win? He's going to have, he's going to have to do something. You have to do something. Yeah. Throw the ball 40 times. No, you cannot throw the ball. Look at Michigan state. Who the hell's running the ball for Michigan state? They ran the ball for 80 yards, run the football. I'm not telling you to run it for 300 yards, run it for hundred yards, do something. You cannot throw the ball 51 times and expect to win, especially at home. Not control 50. the clock, not 50. I bet you Rutgers ran for 200 yards. Who's Rutgers? I'm, I'm, I'm going to move my next one while you look that up. My other one is, is exploiting their weakness on 150 defense. yards. Yeah. Just run the damn football. That's it. Hey, it, we have we have an improved offensive line, and we have a new running backs coach. Maybe the philosophy is different. Um, I don't think we beat Ohio State by running against – three pros i think that's just banging your head against the wall hoping for different results which is the definition of insanity but you know yeah. that's, that's me we're, we're gonna we're gonna disagree on this one and that's fine yeah and that's fine and you're wrong fine um where i think where we can do they're basically runs this is where i think we can exploit the um the run game is in the middle and in, in with tight ends and slot receivers doing screens doing doing uh jet sweeps doing shovel passes, things that you can pretty much, or crossing routes, things that you can simulate runs, um, quick throws. That's one thing we really didn't see from Penix too much was exploiting the middle of the field. What did you go through 20 minutes ago saying their safeties and their linebackers are their weak spot? Go after them with Hendershot. Go after them with 
um, DJ Matthews, attack the middle of the field quickly. I'm talking about one-step drops, um, which are basically um, run plays. That's where I want us to live, um, you know, because, again, it's the weakness of their defense. So that's the matchup that I would like to see. Okay. All right. And producer Seth just called me smart. So Yeah. Do you want to know what else is smart? Go on. Mode on track club. Oh, the transition celebration from Seth is insane. He's running oh. around his room and just took his shirt oh, off. Oh, my it's God. Insane. Oh, that, that was your best one ever. I mean, let's see if we can knock out this now. Here, the pressure is on. I have to the read it. On. I have to read it. You have to read it and you have to knock this out. With that, <laughs> with that professional transition, I believe in you. It doesn't matter. Nobody's going to listen anyway. They're just hitting skip like 30 seconds on their on their phone. Uh, Monon Track Club is Indiana's running brand built on a deep love for the sport in the Hoosier State. They craft products, tell stories, and create experiences that aim to celebrate, support, and add to Indiana's running culture. I'll do the whole thing. Do you like running? No, no. me neither. But do you like sick hoodies and t-shirts and hats? And now some badass, uh, what do you call these? Tank tops. Yeah. With a little tie-dye deal, whatever it is, I don't know what's going on. Garrett is putting out the hot fire right now. So putting check it out. out. Wait, he's not putting it out. But he's like providing you guys with the hot fire. Cool, cool, check cool, it cool. out. Check That's it out. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. No cap. Uh com. You can find it in the show notes. You can also find a 10% off coupon code. It's LEO10. That's L-E-O-10, L-E-O, and then numbers, one, zero. So L-E-O are the letters, numbers, one, zero. Put that in. That'll get you 10% off your purchase. Now, on to Brando's Randos. This ought to be good. We can start fighting again. Let's go. So I'm going to ask. Uh, normally, when I save the best question for last, but I got to ask this one. Um, and it kind of goes to one of my first key matchups. Would you trade a win against Ohio State for road losses against Penn State and Michigan? Would you trade one win for two losses? Yes. I would too. That's insane, right? Like, we're, that, more losses is bad. I'm assuming but I would that we trade beat, that for Ohio I'm State. I'm assuming we beat Iowa and Cincinnati. I would take that swap. Yes. Okay. I'll take it. Yeah, I, you answered that pretty confidently. I, I thought there was probably, but I would too. So I thought we would disagree on this one. I thought you would uh, definitely shade for the less losses. Uh, so here's ESPN's, I was just looking at this real quick. Likely losses for IU at Iowa, 33% winning percentage. Not a chance. That's so dumb. That's so freaking At Penn State, 31% winning percentage. Uh, I think I agree with that one. Ohio State. 32% winning percentage. So about even games. I, yeah. I just, I disagree with that. I think probably Ohio state probability is probably mid to lower twenties. That's what I would think. I would think at Penn state is higher than 31. And I would also think that at Iowa is probably a toss oh, up, not 30. At Iowa should be 55%. <laughs> okay. 60. All right. What's next? All right. So um, we've done this a few times. So there's a little bit of a trend with this rando, but where do you put CJ Stroud or mm. their quarterback situation in the big 10? He's got to be better than, than what Rutgers has got. He's got to be better than what Maryland's got. I'm just going through the East right now. He's got to be better than Michigan. 
He's better than... Is he better than Clifford? Yes. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. You're right. We don't know. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say Penix, Clifford are better than him. Penix, Penix is better. Tanner Morgan's better. Tanner Morgan, yeah. Northwestern, no. Purdue, no. Nebraska, Nebraska no. no. Petrus, no. Illinois, no. Petrus, no. That's Wisconsin? crazy. Graham Mertz? Graham Mertz? I think I'd probably go him. I'd probably go Stroud over Mertz. So the whole my, my point of asking this question is I've obviously shit on the kid for the past 30 minutes. He's still the second best quarterback in, in, in the Big Ten. So second or third. <laughs> I, yeah. I keep I keep calling it a weight a weakness, but like in all honesty, the, the guy is going to be really good. So that was that was kind of the um the basis of that question. Yeah. Cool. Uh, two more, two more. They're they're kind of the the weaker variety here. IU has done really good job recruiting um, Ohio recently. Um, whether that is Carter Smith, whether that is Jabrian Payne, um, I don't have kind of everyone on that list. Um, but I think a big a big way for us to chip away at Ohio State is to win these recruiting battles. Do you think we are making headway there? Do I think is, we, can we keep it up? Do I think we want to make headway there? I guess is what I'm, I think there are certain sections, Cincinnati. Um, well, although Fort Ryan Wayne, Miller, Fort Wayne, Ryan, we just, we just won Hollywood. Uh, oh geez. The guard. We've got um, one, two, three, four. We have four out of the 14 are from Iowa or uh, Iowa. Nobody's, Ohio. nobody's pulling people out of Iowa. Um, Ohio. Yeah. So, Ryan Miller, Carter Smith, Isaiah Jones, who I keep forgetting about, and uh, Jabran Payne. All amazing recruits, right? Not last year's. What was last year's? So, you know, you know, we're talking about this game. I don't know what the line's going to be. I mean, it'll probably be what? Um, probably Ohio State seven and a half. Ohio State eight and a half. Uh, I'd say up to ten and a half, probably at the most. Yeah, um, around, but that's insane, right? Like normally this line is seventeen. Normally it's it's twenty. Like again, the basis for this question is I think we're getting closer, not only because of Tom Allen, but I think we're starting to win the regional recruiting battles, and I think that is only going to help tighten this matchup up in the future. Um, but yeah, producers, that does make a good point. We we cannot compete with them nationally, um, but where we can compete with is Indiana and Ohio, and we're doing that. Um, and I think that continues. I mean, we're fighting people in Florida. Like we're fighting Florida schools for Florida commits and winning. Yeah. I mean, this court, you just said CJ Stroud's from Rancho Cucamonga. We're not beating Ohio state for top quarterbacks from Rancho Cucamonga. Yeah, true. Um, not yet. We have not tapped our California potential yet. So fi- final question here. And again, um, I don't think any of us really have an idea. But I, I think this is going to be a shootout. What would you place the over/under in this game, and does it get into the fifties? I don't want to be. I don't want to do projections. I'm going to save that for our previews. Obviously, um, are we talking about like a fifty-two and a half, fifty fifty-four over? Oh, producer says is sixty-two and a half. No, that is wild. No, no way they go in the sixties. 
I don't know. Some I think there's gonna be a ton of points in this game. I think this game is gonna be amazing. I don't think 69. Oh my god. 69 over under. Or even. I have it, I have, I have it at 57. 57 and a half is I think where I put. Um, but that's it. That's it for me. Neat. Seth, do you have anything? Yeah, let me uh dip into producer Seth's podcast sack here. All right. Um so there are four Ohio State guys with obvious Indiana ties. Ohio yeah. State. Sorry, Ohio State with Indiana Ohio ties. Ohio State. Ohio. Uh, Dewan Jones out of Ben Davis Jr., Josh Fryer, redshirt freshman out of Beach Grove, Craig Young, redshirt sophomore out of Fort Wayne Wayne, and then let's loop in Marvin Harrison Jr., freshman mm-hmm. receiver. Indiana ties. Yeah. Which of those, all of those are kind of position needs too, with several years left to go. Which of those four would you rather have in Crimson and Cream? I would say Harvin Marison Jr. Yeah, I, I think I think we've I think her, Coach Hurd has showed he can coach wide receivers. I'm not worried about the wide receiver room. You can never have good enough offensive line. Men and Dewan Jones, he's like a six eight monster. That dude's gonna play in the NFL for a really long time. We didn't have a shot at him um, coming out of high school, but if if you're asking me which guy we like, if I could have my pick, it's definitely him. Um, he's he's an absolute he's a road grader um, NFL talent. So it's it's gonna be gonna be him if I had to make up. Yeah. So Harvin Marison's kid, six three one ninety. Um. He they're they're comparing him to Kenny Galladay. That gives you an idea. So nothing like insane about him. He's just an like a I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Yeah, he's just like a a nice wide receiver in the NFL that's playing college football. So like they're I don't know, high level player for top fifteen college program. That's what sticks out to me. I would take him. I would take him because we're going to need him next year. So, uh, okay. What's your, what's, your, what's your other, what's your other sack? You got another one? Yeah. Uh, going back in the sack it's here. Deep uh, in the there's sack. always two, two sacks. Out. I don't know about you, Brad. Yeah, <laughs> two sacks. Two. You have two sacks. No, two, two questions. Two outside. things in the sack. I promised not to mention being wrong about Joe Strickland. So I won't count on that one. All right, here we go. You guys already touched base on this a little bit. Bet your firstborn on Ohio State going 12 and 0. Don't worry about postseason stuff. Or IU beating Ohio State. You have to bet on one of those two, and it's your firstborn. Okay. My firstborn. Oh, I love my firstborn. Um and I'm about to have my firstborn. Hold on. That, that's why I thought it was timely here. Okay, yes. here's their schedule, Brandon. Here's their schedule. At Minnesota to start. Night game. Schedule, Night game. Night game. Not cake. really. Not really. At at Minnesota. Win. Absolutely. I've looked at their schedule. Oregon at home. Win. Uh, uh, West Coast team going east. Okay. Tough, sneaky, tough Tulsa team coming in. Keep going. Okay. Akron, that's a W. At Rutgers, that's a W. Maryland there, that's a W. Now they've got Indiana and Bloomington. Toughy. That's it. That's it. That's it. Penn State's yeah, they're, they're, at home. They're Penn going State's at home. Them. Yeah, that Penn State game is the only one. Um, what are they, they predicting? They, what are they previewing Oregon as? 
Oregon football. Are they yes. are they even ranked in preseason? Let's they're read the college tw- football they're news real quick. They're twenty fifth. Their two hardest games are at home, honestly. Um, with IU being the third hardest game. Um, they're putting Oregon's win total at ten. Yeah, but the Pac twelve sucks. Well, I mean Washington and Utah look like their toughest games. Listen to what you just said. Washington, man, they're tough. They were a college football playoff team like two years ago. Yeah, know. Seth, to answer your question, it's it's Ohio State going. Yeah, I would say Ohio State, I guess, if I had to bet him. That's 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 a good question. I bet I, my again, second. I, <laughs> can I can I bet my unborn second? Well, I guess they're both unborn. <laughs> Mazel tov, Brando. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, whatever. All right, so next week we will get into game number eight, which is at Maryland. We take on the Terps out in uh, is it College Park? It's another college park. So, yeah, College Park, Maryland. Uh, so be sure to check us out uh, on Facebook and Twitter. It's facebook.com backslash podcast LEO. And on Twitter, it's at podcast LEO. Also, follow, download, rate, review, unrate, unreview, unfollow, follow back, whatever, all that stuff. So uh, either way, we love you. And uh, we will talk to you next week. LEO. 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 Elio. Awesome day. Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio. All right. Great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. Elio. Have a great day. Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day. And Elio. Oh, thank you so much. Elio. Well, thanks so much, Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that. Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day. Elio. Awesome. Elio. Elio.